Welcome to the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Bangura, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today. This podcast is for ambitious women who work in property and construction, who want to learn how to have a career they love on their terms. Join me every week where I'll leave you excited and confident to take your next steps. Thanks for being here with me. Now let's get started. Hello, thanks for being here with me today. I always appreciate you joining me. Today, I want you to get really honest with yourself and consider if you're on track to create the results that you want. Now, it might be some news resolutions you set for yourself or some other goals, but honestly, when you think about it, are you where you want to be? Now, if you're not, don't worry, you're not alone, right? Most people don't create the results that they want. And there are some reasons why people tend to fail. So today I want to talk to you about why you're not getting the results you want. And also I'll share with you the one thing you need to do to get pumped and actually take the actions you need to take so that you can achieve the results you want. So consider this your loving slap to really get you focused and to get you taking ownership and responsibility and control of your future and your results. Firstly, I want to talk about why people fail to get the results they set out for. The stats on this are staggering. Like people make news resolutions every year and by February, it's something like 13% have actually kept their news resolution. So you're certainly not alone if this resonates with you. And there are five really common reasons why people fail. And so I'm going to go through each one of them. And as I go through them, I want you to think about, does this apply to me or how does this apply to me? Because you may just find that there's elements of several of these things that is actually keeping you stuck. The first one is we're not clear on what we want, okay? It's like we set these lofty goals that aren't actually goals at all. They're mild intentions, things like I want to get healthier. Okay, but what does that mean? right? What's healthier for you would be different to what's healthier for me. It's this kind of aspirational goal that has no substance. So I want you to think, do you actually know what the result is you want? Are you crystal clear on the outcome that would be a clear success for you? And if you're not, then this is definitely something to come back to. And we'll talk through this more as we go. And the second one is trying to do too many different things. Okay, and this is where we set ourselves a number of different goals. We set one health and fitness goal and a couple of career goals and some goals around our friendship and our relationships. And what happens is we end up diluting our efforts. So instead of really getting traction on any one thing, we kind of do everything fairly poorly, okay, because we like to think as humans that we can multitask and all the research shows that multitasking doesn't work, okay? So really, if you're trying to do several things, whether it's with your goals or just in your work day to day, just realize that that is not the most effective way to get results. We work best when we focus on a single thing because we can get traction on it then. We can give all our brain power to that one thing. The other thing that happens when we are trying to do too many different things is we simply avoid doing the hard things. So if I'm working on a fitness goal, say I want to run a marathon and another goal is that I want to spend more time with my kids, 
then as soon as it comes to Sunday morning and I'm supposed to get up for a two-hour run, I suddenly prioritise spending time with my kids. Like it's in line with my goals, but they're competing things. And so instead of doing the hard work for the marathon, I'm going to go to the more comfortable option. And that's not just me that does that. That is just what our brains are hardwired to do. They're constantly trying to avoid pain, seek pleasure, or conserve energy, right? So our brain is always going to go for the laziest approach and take the option that provides the least resistance. And when we have multiple different focuses, it's really easy for our brain to chop and change and we can do it in the service of achieving our goals, but we never actually get traction on any one thing. Number three is that we don't have a plan. And oh my gosh, I see this all the time, right? I want a promotion, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. So this is like saying, I want to run a marathon, but I haven't thought about how I'm going to do it, right? We can't just hope that something happens and that the wisdom and knowledge comes to us. That's not how it works. We have to actually set aside the time to think through the logical steps to make our results a reality or to make our goals a reality. So if you want a promotion at work, first of all, what promotion do you want? And then think about all the things that go into getting that promotion. What are the things you need to do? Break it down. Because the more knowledge we have, the more power we have, the more options there are, the more solutions we can come up with. But just giving ourselves a big overarching goal with no detail, well, our brain doesn't know what to do with that, right? It requires our brain every day to then start thinking about problem solving and our brain doesn't like doing that. So we need to have a plan that we can kind of use as a reference guide that we just get into action with and we start implementing because that actually requires less brain power. It's less resistance for us and we can take more action. You make a plan with your prefrontal cortex, which is your executive thinking. It's the part of your brain that can actually problem solve and come up with solutions. It is not the responsive part of the brain. And that's really important because that plan, we create that using our best thinking, right? And then we can execute when we're not necessarily in that same mental capacity or that same mental space. But we've done the hard work up front so that execution is easier. The fourth thing is that we overestimate our future self's motivation and abilities, right? So we think that on Monday, it'll be easier to start that diet. On Monday, we'll feel motivated to have an apple for breakfast instead of a bacon egg roll. And the truth is it will get to Monday morning and our brain would still prefer a bacon egg roll over an apple. And the same is true with all our goals. What happens is we just push them out and put more pressure on a future date when the truth is is we will feel the same on Monday as we feel now or we will feel the same in that future point. What actually needs to change is our commitment, not our motivation. hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free career confidence masterclass. This is for ambitious career orientated women who are ready to stop playing small and to confidently create a career you love. Head over to my website, beautifuldisruptions.com for more info. Now let's get back to the episode.
And the fifth one is, but we don't believe we can do it, right? So we set a goal, I'm going to run a marathon, and we genuinely don't think we can do it. Or I want to be a senior leader, or I want to make partner, but we don't believe it's possible for us. It's the sort of thing that other people do. And I see this all the time with women and their careers because they set a goal because it is what they want. They want to have that impact and they want to do meaningful work and have that fulfilling career, but they don't think it's possible or it's possible to have the career but not any balance or life outside of work. So then it becomes a sacrifice in their own mind and impossible to do all the things. And if this resonates with you, and I'm sure it will with a lot of people, I want you to think about this. If you don't believe something is possible, why should anyone else believe it is? Honestly, if you don't have your own back, it's very hard to expect anyone else to. And I'm not saying that it's easy to always believe when we're pushing ourselves. I know it's not, but that becomes a skill that we absolutely have to develop. We have to get to a point where self-doubt and our lack of confidence do not stop us from doing big things in the world because they're always going to be there. Self-doubt will always creep in, imposter syndrome, all the things, right? They will always be there. It's about how we manage them and how we intentionally train our brain to set us up for success and to create results. So all of that said, I want to talk about what we need to do instead, right? And I want you, wherever you are in your goal setting or your goal journey, right, even if things aren't going great, I want you just to draw a line in the sand right now. Draw a line in the sand. We are starting fresh. And I want you to stop for a moment and just give yourself some time to really think through how you will feel when you achieve your goal. So think about how it actually feels in your body. Are you feeling proud, energized, excited? What is the feeling that comes to you? And how is your life different? What's changed? What's better? And it's really important that we give ourselves the time and space to actually reflect on this and see what it feels like and cultivate that feeling, really sit with it because we are never actually motivated by a goal for the sake of the goal. We are motivated by the feelings that we think we'll feel when we achieve the goal. For example, if you want a promotion, the reason you want the promotion is not for the sake of the promotion. It's because you want it, you want that sense of recognition and you might want the ability to contribute and influence more and you might want to feel valued or you might be motivated by the pay increase and the financial comfort that that will bring. So just get clear on what are the underlying feelings that you want your goal to create for you or to generate for you? Is it recognition? Is it comfort? Is it appreciation? Is it respect, right? Get clear on why that matters to you. And as we go through these next few steps, I want you to keep this feeling and those motivators front of mind for you. Because here is the one thing that you have to do in order to create results. And it's pick your one thing. And this requires you to make a decision. Decide what it is you want and then declare it. Own it. And it has to be one thing. You can't have three goals or five goals. You get one. And this actually comes from a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And in it, they say, you know, pick your one thing 
by considering which goal, if completed, would eliminate or make other goals on your list easier. So really think about that and decide on it. Now, I don't want you to indulge in overwhelm. You might have a million things that you want to do and choosing one thing seems overwhelming. But please do not allow yourself to indulge in that emotion because this is the funny thing about goals is the actual goal sometimes matters less than the choosing of the goal because when we select something we're working towards, what happens is we start to create a plan and we start to take action that shifts the trajectory of our career or of our lives or our health or whatever area it is your goal is in, but it shifts our focus. And so instead of instead of looking straight ahead, we start to look up. And so it shifts our thinking, it shifts what's possible for us, what we're capable of doing, and the trajectory alters. And that is that is the crucial thing about goals. They keep us growing, they keep us aiming higher, they keep us pushing ourselves. And so if you're really not sure what the one thing is, right, the one goal that would eliminate or make other things easier in your life that aligns with those feelings you want to feel, then I just want you to pick one, anyone, and own it, right? Let the others go, write them down somewhere. You can revisit them another time, but just pick your one thing. The other crucial thing in picking your one thing is I don't want you to worry about it being realistic, right? Fuck being realistic. If we continue to be realistic with our goals, we will continue to top out at middle management, right? Because let's be honest, that's what's realistic right now for most women in our industry. But that's not what we want. We're change makers. We are changing the landscape of what is possible. So don't limit yourself based on what you can see other people have already achieved. We need to dream bigger here. We need to push boundaries. We need to be willing to do the hard work, right? And that all starts with the imagination and the ownership of wanting it. So seriously, if you've got to desire something, just own it, right? And I'm not saying everyone needs to have big, impressive goals and aspire to be world leaders or industry leaders. I don't mean that at all, right? You do you. But if you have a desire for something, do not tone it down because it doesn't seem realistic or you don't know how to achieve it or no one else has achieved it before, right? Just trust that that is in you for a reason. Okay. And in doing all of this, we pick our one thing, we are simplifying our focus and we are amplifying our results. Okay. This is like going inch wide and a mile deep, right? We are just honing in on this one thing. That is the priority from here on out. And I want you to think about this next question really carefully. And that is, does this thing, does this goal matter enough to you that you are willing to go all out to achieve it? And really think about it. Get really honest here with yourself. Because the truth is we create results when our desire for that result is greater than our desire to stay comfortable. That's why so often goals don't get achieved. We'd rather eat the pizza than go for a walk and lose five kilos. We would rather do work that doesn't push us to be vulnerable or take risks rather than step up into an opportunity that we don't feel prepared for. Our comfort zone, it keeps us safe, but it also keeps us small. And so you have to be willing to risk your current comfort zone in order to create something better. And this is the difference between the people that are always going to do something and the people that actually do it. 
And I know for myself, every time that I've achieved anything worthwhile, it has initially scared the shit out of me. When you first start, it is so daunting. And with time and practice, of course, it gets easier, right? And then you level up and you push yourself into the next realm of your comfort zone. But you have to be willing to do the work. And I have a joke with myself and my coach that if I'm not self-loathing, then I'm probably not pushing myself enough. Because for me, that's what the, the feeling is, right? When I put anything out into the world, I feel so much disgust and hate for myself because it is uncomfortable right? But I now know to recognize that that's what that feeling is. It doesn't mean anything about me. It means I'm growing. It means I'm pushing the boundary and I can't get stuck in that indulgent emotion and my comfort zone. I need to just keep pushing, right? And push through it. So again, I want you to think about, are you willing to do the work? Does this matter to you enough, right? Is this one thing important to you? Are you willing to risk judgment and to possibly fail and to screw up and to be uncomfortable in order to achieve it? And answer this honestly for yourself. And if the answer is no, then that's fine, right? But don't beat yourself up about not having achieved your goals, okay? Just stop setting the goals for a moment and just be. Enjoy the stage of life where you are right now. Okay, you don't need to always be looking ahead and always pushing yourself, but at least then enjoy the moment where you are. And then don't and and don't spend the energy or effort beating yourself up or moaning that you've not got something. Right? If you want it, own it and make it happen. And this really just comes down to being 100% in. You have to have your own back on this. Right? You don't have to have it all figured out. No one does, okay? But you have to be willing to figure it out, right? Because successful people aren't successful because they're smart. They're successful because they're willing to take risks. They're willing to fail and they keep trying. All the successful people have in common is a growth mindset and that allows them to keep pushing the bar. So decide that you're going to apply that same thinking to your one thing because the fact is there are only ever four steps to creating anything. The first is deciding what you want. That is calling out and owning your one thing. Then it's about creating a plan, taking action consistently, showing up, doing the work day in, day out, and then reviewing and refining the process time and time again and tweaking it. And it's the same process over and over again. It's rinse and repeat. And I know that our brain offers us all the reasons and all the excuses why we can't do things and why things are hard. And that's okay. Our brain's supposed to do that. That is our brain's job. But if you want results and you want to be someone who achieves their goals, you need to get in the arena and start shooting, right? You need to stay focused on your one thing. Make that declaration and own it. And you need to keep your why front of mind. So be clear on why your one thing is so important to you, right? Use a vision board, use a screensaver, do whatever you need to do, but keep connected with the importance of that one thing. And then get the right people around you, the right systems that will help you achieve what you want and stay committed to that outcome and be curious about how can you do things differently? What would you change next time around? And keep approaching it from this space of 
constant improvement and from a place of like love and self-respect. So even in the moment, if it feels like shit, it's okay because you are trying something new. You are getting better. You are working towards something that is important and you're willing to go through that feeling, those crappy feelings to get the ultimate result that matters to you. Because I know that the people who get what they want They are not smarter than anyone else. They just show up and they're willing to do the work and they're willing to look stupid and keep showing up and to figure things out, right? And they've developed that self-belief. And believe me, it's something you develop. It's not something you're born with. But they choose to develop that skill because they want to always have their own back and actually create results and the life that they want and the career that they want and have that real meaningful impact in the world. And there's no reason you can't do it too unless you get in your own way. Okay, my friend, you have got this. Pick your one thing and get to work, okay? Have a beautiful day. You have got this. Thank you for joining me on the Building Up Women in Property podcast. I'm Rebecca Bangura, and if you'd like to learn more about what I do, head over to LinkedIn and connect with me. Have a beautiful day, and I'll see you next time.